Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Thank you very much for joining me. The guest on this episode will be Lucas Worley from the band Artifacts Pareo. And I'm pretty sure that after I had the conversation with Lucas, that that is the right way to say it. I am hoping beyond hope that I got that right. But we do joke about that at the very beginning of the conversation, so you'll hear that in a bit. The reason why I wanted to make sure that this got out there early is that their new album, Passengers, comes out Friday, September 9th, and I wanted to give people a chance to hear a little bit about the album and then also have that time to go ahead and pre-order Passengers or pick up the album during that first week. Because once again, we talk about how important those first week sales are. But before we go into the conversation with Lucas, I'm going to play a track from Passengers. We're going to start off with Paper Ruled All. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to end with Soft Weapons. So just give you a taste of how good Passengers is. Because it is very good. I think you'll like the conversation with Lucas. So let's stop this whole intro thing and just get to it. So here it is, Paper Ruled All. Your ambition to watch it burn. Why, when you 
All right, everyone, and welcome back. I am here with Lucas from the band Artifacts Perio. Lucas, first of all, did I get the name right? Perio. Perio. You're, you're, you're a lot closer than most people. Oh, <laughs> I really practice. Like, I swear. I practice. I've been, saying, I've been saying your name wrong for years now. <laughs> it's very annoying. I apologize well, for like, that. Like I said, it's, it's, it's much better than uh, Perio or a lot of the other random things we did. It's our fault for making such a difficult thing. <laughs> Once again, it's uniqueness. It's very unique, so it works. Right, right. I still think we should have printed out business cards, but... <laughs> that would be that would be great. I literally looked up pronunciation on them. Yes, that's what I did. I looked up the pronunciation and tried to get it. So, all right, as long as I was a little close, that's fine with me. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what matters. Yes, exactly. Let me ask you first, how you doing? I heard you're going to a show tonight. What is it? Yeah, we're going down to so uh last Wednesday of every month here in Louisville, they have a free uh concert on the waterfront. Oh, okay. Uh, so Waterfront Wednesday. Tonight is uh, some of our good friends from Austin, Texas. Uh, the Bright Light Social Hour are oh, playing. Oh, sure. Um, we love those dudes. They're, they're good friends. They always take care of us. We try to take care of them. And totally stoked to go down and, and dance on the waterfront with some friends. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's great. It's too bad it's a Wednesday, though, right? Don't they normally do these on Fridays or Saturdays? <laughs> right. It is kind of... <laughs> kind of a random a random one a random day to decide but uh it's never not packed down there so i think everybody kind of figures it out <laughs> oh very nice on that kind of topic there being in so you said you're in louisville right now right yep uh-huh what is the scene like there now that's obviously saying that you're actually home in time to actually do some things but is there a great music scene in louisville yeah there's a very diverse music scene here um, I'm I'm not super involved in kind of the, the local rock music scene, but uh, Jordan, one of our guitar players, actually has a studio here um, and works with a lot, a lot, a lot of bands. Um, and there's there's some some super super cool up and coming kids doing some super cool stuff. Um, some of our favorites uh, we're actually playing with at the home show here at New Vintage on uh, Saturday. A band called Concealer. Oh yeah, um, super good. Band called uh, Old Girl. They're uh, instrumental. Um, actually, the former lead singer of Artifacts plays drums for them. Oh, um, nice. another really awesome heavy band is uh, Greyhaven. I think everybody can uh, expect to see something big from them here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of different bands like our fans. Um, and then you've got the whole kind of bluegrass scene as well, which again I'm not super involved in, but. Louisville is definitely a talented city with a lot of people working hard to make cool things. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and you you just mentioned it. You have your CD release party for passengers. Most people know who listen. I'm doing this conversation earlier than when it's actually going to come out. So this will actually come out the week where Passengers is coming out. So you have the CD release party on Saturday, September 3rd. So yes. those are where those bands are playing. And then you're also there with Funeral Portrait, right? Yep, yep, good buzz and funeral portrait for sure. Are you uh, friends with them? Like, how did they get on this CD release party? Yeah, we are friends with them. Uh, we went on a tour with them and Alasana um, a few months back, and uh, just just became good buddies as people do when they're on the road together. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they recently they recently played a show in Louisville, and we went down to see them and check them out, and just kind of started tossing the idea around. They put on a great live show. Yeah, um, they they do. Tossing the idea around of, uh, of adding them up, and they were down to make the drive for us. So we're totally stoked to play with them for sure. That's great. And I mean, coming from your band in general, you guys are so unique. You have so many different styles that work for you. To be able to go out on tour with Alisana and Funeral Portrait, what was that like? Because of the differing style, like I would say, both those bands tend to <laughs> genre bend as well. But it seems like yeah. you fit in with a bunch of different bands. Yeah, I mean, we try. We, we definitely end up tailoring our sets a little bit, just depending. Um, that that tour in general, uh, I feel like the, the first week or so, we were kind of feeling a little bit out of place. It was a little more of a kind of hot topic crowd. Yes. Um, and that kind of stuff. But like I said, you kind of get into the grind of everything, and uh, it all it all comes out to watch. I mean, music is music, and we may have been a little bit less received on that tour, just simply because we weren't necessarily what kids were looking for and wanted to hear, but... 
I think that people can still appreciate it. At least one of ten, you know. That's oh. <laughs> what it's all about. So. <laughs> Very true. I really do think that your band can fit in with a lot of different genres, and you're about to go out on tour with I the Mighty as well. Are you extremely excited to share the new Passengers material with everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're totally stoked to be going out with I the Mighty too. We did a little short, like three or four day run with them um, a little bit back. And uh, we get a lot of people saying that we should go out with them or a lot of people that ask them to go out with us. Um, so we're, we're totally stoked to actually be able to, to make it happen. And we're uh, honored that they chose us for their little headlining run. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as playing passenger songs, I think we're doing maybe two or three. We don't have a super long set. Um, we're kind of trying to tailor it to make sure it sounds good. And new songs are always a little bit harder to play, but... Yeah, definitely stoked to uh, be playing them out and for people to be able to pick up the record and, and hear something that, I mean, for us, um, it's it's been a little bit. You know, we've been finished with the album since March, so ah, okay. we're definitely ready for the world to hear it instead of it just rattling around our own skulls, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the cliche question I was going to ask, is you must be extremely excited because, yeah, I figured you've had this done for a while now and then you were able to release three tracks off it so far i was lucky enough to hear the entire album as well and it is really good you must be yeah you you must be extremely excited to get this out there so are you then doing a mix on this tour are you doing a mix of time and space and passengers then we're doing we're actually doing one i think one song from uh ailments the very first record okay um, that that i'm not on Right. And then uh, a couple from Time and Place and a couple from Passengers. Very we, nice. we more so, instead of just wanting to do a singular material from one record or whatever, we just trying to make sure that our set sounds good and is easily digestible. Um, it's kind of a mix between the, the business aspect of how can we gain people's attention in 25 minutes and right. keep it for 25 minutes, and also what we'd like to play and have people hear from us. But uh it's, it's definitely kind of a, a thin line of what makes sense and what we want to do. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's it's six members of the band. How is it getting together? Do you guys have some type of a voting system for what tracks you want to play, and do you switch it up during the actual tour? Do you play some sometime and play others another time? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we kind of cater our, our sets depending on who we're going out with. Right. Um, being so similar to Adamati, we kind of were allowed to play whatever we felt like we we wanted to play. Um, as far as the voting system, not really. I mean, if anybody has a, a set list idea or something like that, kind of let out there, and then we kind of whittle away and, and decide. Uh, this is kind of nice because for the home show, we're you know playing an hour or whatever, so yeah, we kind of get to, to whittle down what what sounds good from that for tour set, um, and really pick and choose and make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And what's it like playing? So you mentioned, because I was going to bring this up later, the original vocalist for your band left after ailments. You're saying he's playing drums now for another band? Yeah, yeah he's always been a drummer. Um, started singing for, for them when they started uh, the first two records on Invisible and Ailments and Antidote. Yep. Um, and then after ailments, decided that he was ready and wanting to do something else. He's a multi-talented human being, um, and I think same one plays Bond, so uh, they found me. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's no bad blood, there's no nothing there. It seems like you guys get along and you're probably friends, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they've all been best friends for a long time and uh, lived with each other and that kind of stuff. So there, there was never any bad blood. Oh, uh, Me first coming into town, it was definitely a little interesting meeting him and stepping into some big shoes because he's definitely a talented dude but sure. uh, Evan's an absolute sweetheart and I was considering a very close friend for sure oh very nice you said you were driving out to meet friends are you in Louisville right now yep yeah we're, we're in Louisville we just came over and they're hang out at some friend's house, pre-game a little bit, and getting ready to head down to the waterfront. It does look like it's about to storm all over us, so that should be fun. But Oh, know, is it? <laughs> live, live outdoor music is what it is. So No, very true. Hey, sometimes that brings a little extra excitement to the stage. So Exactly. Right. No, that's true. Tell me about this album in general, because obviously I listen to it. I'm a fan of it. I've been a fan of your guys' for a while now. You released three lyric videos. You did Paper Ruled All, Soft Weapons, as history would have it, and you kind of did the lyrical videos from the point of view. Uh, is that a drone? 
Yes, it is a drone. So actually, all of the all of the lyric videos we've got for every single song on the record, they're basically kind of like playthrough videos at this point. Yep. Um, instead of the traditional lyric video with the karaoke words popping up in your face. Right. Right. Uh, we wanted to do something different and interesting for them that wasn't, you know, just like static or computer animation or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, and one of our good good friends, super super talented photographer. Uh, Michael Rex Carbonell, um recently got a drone and he's been <laughs> playing around with it and having some good fun. So we we reached out and said, hey, he was actually on tour with the uh, Twenty One Pilots um, oh, okay. for the last gosh probably four months or so. But wow. we, we we bribed him and, and asked him to whenever he had some time to stop to send the drone up and we kind of gave him uh, a little bit of lyrical content and or song theme type of thing to okay. work with. Um, if you know if that works, uh, as everybody saw, as history would have it, obviously a song about uh, kind of war from soldiers' perspective. Yep. He chose to do in a cemetery, um, which we thought was super cool and kind of really did bring the the idea and the theme of the song home. Obviously, not every song is going to have that kind of connection, but yeah, we were super stoked to work with him on it. He did a really good job. Yeah, he absolutely did. And just like you said, it is very unique. So does that play into the concept of the album itself as well? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, the, the, I guess the, the overall theme and or concept of this record, um, when we're finishing up time and place, talking about what we want to do with the next one, mm -hmm. was uh, kind of came from the, the overview effect, which is a name for things that happened to astronauts coming back from the space station right? Um, and kind of looking at Earth from a completely different perspective and being able to see that there are no borders or really anything. It's one big blue floating ball of life as we know it. Right. Um, so we kind of wanted to, to think about what if you didn't really or weren't a part of everything that was happening on the face of the planet and came back and then kind of could see, wow, all these people are acting like this and treating each other this way and money is valued over life and war is constant and kind of all the, the problems of society. So in kind of our <laughs> first draft of talking about what we want the record to be about, we're like, all right, everybody pick something that you think is kind of fucked up about the world. Oh, okay. And uh, we kind of all came up with different things and tried to whittle things down and then tried to make sure that one wasn't kind of all encompassing of another one. Sure. Um, and I, I think we, we ended up with uh, some, obviously not everything that <laughs> right, right. with the world. Unfortunately, yeah, right. Some pretty, yeah, right, right. There's, there's more to cover. But some pretty pertinent things that, um, like I said, can kind of be all-encompassing. And you can take, you know, one of those ideas and apply it to other things that we see. Yeah, it's it would be actually really great if all the world's problems could be summed up in an EP. And, and not, right. a, not a full length with extra, extra, extra on top of it. So that, yeah, absolutely. That, that, is, that is unfortunate. But I really like that idea of the concept. I'm a huge concept album fan. What actually made you guys think that you wanted to go the concept route? Was there something that you guys actually sit down and decide to do a concept album? Or is it something that came around organically? I think pretty much every record that that done that we've done so far has been in some way a concept. Oh sure. Um, I think we all are kind of the artist band and kind of see music and the art that we create as a way to kind of have a social commentary on things. Right. Um. So instead of just you know getting a collection of songs and writing about girls and parties and that kind of shit. Sure. Uh, we feel like there's kind of almost a calling to have some kind of message in it. Uh, you know, ailments and antidotes was exactly that kind of problems that people face and how to fix them. Time and place was ex exactly that kind of taking a look at the reality of what time is and what place is and yep. how that falls into the category of day-to-day -day life and how everybody kind of relates to that. Um, so I think it was pretty natural as far as knowing that it was going to be a collection of songs at all had something to do with each other. I think this one might have been executed a little bit better um, okay. just because it is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, kind of poignant topic and easier to be like, well, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, instead of trying to talk about how time doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. No, that makes total sense. Now, 
since you've kind of taken the perspective of someone coming back to Earth or someone almost new taking that new perspective that hasn't been affected by the issues that we as humans face on a regular basis and kind of explaining that that way, do you think on the next record that you're going to do, are you looking more as more of a personal look into those instead of taking the step back and looking as an overview? I have no idea okay. yet. <laughs> we we haven't even begun to talk about the next record. I get uh, we, I get excited more son- sonically than thematically. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sorry. I get excited because I enjoy the album so much. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for new stuff now. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> My apologies on that one. Well, we actually have a song on this record about people's attention spans. So. <laughs> oh yes, that's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. It's it's quick. It's snap. Now, do I have this wrong? Is that the one? about the media, social media, and kind of that kind of thing, or is it a different track? I mean, it, it, it kind of encompasses that one, but there's there's another song that's about um, addiction that oh, right. kind of okay. covers uh, a lot of facets of addiction, both drug addiction and people's addiction to computers and social media and not interacting and wanting a fast fix instead right. of uh, taking a step back and realizing that there are no fast fixes. No, totally agree. Unfortunately, once again, there are not any. Right, right. <laughs> right. That's very true. They're, they're pretend fast fixes. They, they satisfy for a little bit. Yep. And then they normally end up causing more problems on top of that. Right. Yep, absolutely. We'll get back to passengers again as well. But for yourself, musically, when did you actually decide that this is something that you wanted to do for a living? Uh, you know, as a, as a teenager playing music and stuff, I think I always had like the, the idea of wanting to do it as a living. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the bands I was in, in Portland, uh, we never really went on tour or had much of a business model. We played lots of shows locally and I loved doing it and, you know, rose to the higher ranks of local bands and whatever, but I never really considered it as something that I want to do for a living. Uh, um, sure. in fact, I actually had kind of stopped playing music for about probably three years or so before I got hooked up with these dudes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it was just kind of a situation of why not? I mean, the opportunity's there. If this doesn't work, if it's something that I don't enjoy, I can always go back to the old life. But right. I love music and love sharing a piece of myself with other people. So I decided that this was the, the best venue to do it in. Uh, I, I honestly, at this point, wouldn't say we're making a living doing it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's we unfortunate. Definitely, yeah. definitely, all have our own jobs at home and kind of work our butts off to be able to go on tour because any any money that we make generally goes back into the into the band. Oh sure. Um, so we're still hoping to make a living from music someday. <laughs> uh, even even if that doesn't happen, though, I think that. Uh, the, the connection and the art and the sharing and idea and that kind of thing is much more important to us than any real monetary gain. Oh, sure. I mean, one of the points of this talk will also be to get those first week sales up. There's there's no doubt about right. that. Yes. So, Everybody yeah. buy the record in the first week, please. My life depends on it. Exactly. You know, and that was that was great. What a way to sell that. That was very good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to a lot of people recently, and I still it's very surprising to me that first week numbers in 2016 are so important, but they really are. Yeah. I mean, just like much of our society at this point, the music industry is fairly broken. Right. Um, and there's somebody decided that that's what makes or breaks the record. And unfortunately, as much as we can point fingers and say we don't like that construct, we all got to play by the rules that are put forth, I guess. Exactly. How has Tooth and Nail been with promotion and helping you guys out for the last two albums? Have they been someone you can rely on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we love those guys. Oh, very um, nice. We have a great, great, great working relationship with our our A and R guy Adam. I mean, we're we're friends, which I feel like is fairly rare in this day and age as far as business partnership goes. Oh sure. Um, they they pretty much let us do what we want to do and and help us as much as they possibly can. Uh, you know, they're they're a label that uh, a few years back before Time and Place recently split from their big Sony BMI thing, so they're kind of back to being an indie label. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have a huge amount of resources to throw at us. Um, but they, they definitely do everything that they can, and we, we've always felt, felt taken care of. 
Oh, very good. Yeah, that's always great to hear because, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it is they, yeah, it's almost like they're back to that indie label-ish type part. So it's great to hear that they can still put resources behind you guys and really get you out there, which it seems like they're able to do because, I mean, the the buzz around this album is great. Well, good. I don't know that I've heard any buzz yet. But you I'm haven't heard it? <laughs> I think all you, all you have to do is look at your social media, I think, because that's all I see is how much people really enjoy the first three tracks that have been released. Yeah, we, we definitely can, can feel some, some growth from time and place, and I think that's also uh, a, a tooth and nail thing. Um, you know, as, as a band progresses, they're willing to put a little bit more into it and all that kind of stuff, so we're definitely... We're definitely stoked for this one. We hope the momentum keeps going. Now let me ask you this uh, to go kind of back again to your vocals. I don't think I actually mentioned this before, but I am a big fan of your vocals. You have a great range. You are very unique. I think you fit great with the band. How did you How did you kind of find that you had that kind of range? Uh, you know, honestly, I've been singing my entire life. Yeah. Um, I've always did choir and school and that kind of stuff and singing bands and everything. Uh, like I said, when I was uh, kind of getting ready to come out to Louisville from Portland and, and join the band, uh, I hadn't really been singing or doing much for three years or so. Yeah. And they sent me all these songs with Evan's vocals on them, and I was like, holy crap, I'm not going to be able to sing any of these. It's way above my range, and I've never really taken uh, professional vocal lessons, so to say. I just kind of let things happen, um, and I, I've definitely improved uh, tenfold in the past four years being here. I mean, I think that's just kind of doing it every day, but right. also kind of just figuring out the way to do it without hurting myself. Right. Uh, right. Right before we went into the studio, I did have a little run-in with a vocal module, which is still there. Um, oh. But realistically, as a rock singer that drinks beer and used <laughs> to smoke cigarettes, it's kind of just a part of <laughs> what's going right. to happen. I'm not a classically trained opera singer, so right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of go for it, man. I mean, I've, I've definitely learned a little bit more about my range. I think this record, um, which we were actually able to write together instead of a lot of it being kind of back and forth over the internet and um, Jamie writing a lot of the melodies and that kind of stuff, I think this is a little bit more in my range, so I was able to showcase a little bit more of myself than trying to sing uh, somebody else's melody that, you know, could be a super cool melody, but not just something that I do naturally. So Right. Yeah, how did um, that... It was definitely nice to be able to be with the guys this time. Yeah, how did that change then? Why was there a disconnect between you and the guys for time and place? I, I just wasn't in Louisville yet. Oh, okay. Right. I was still, yeah, still living in Portland and uh, still, I mean, obviously not for all of it, but for the first... A few stages of kind of development and everything. It was definitely uh, us sending each other songs on the internet. All right, gotcha. That that makes total sense then. Well, let me ask you also on that same vein there. So I've read two different things uh, on how you guys normally, and it's not that there's a formula or anything like that, but I've read a couple different things right. where it was before you would write guitar riffs and then you would write lyrics, but I specifically read for this album for Passengers that you guys wrote the lyrics first and then like kind of molded the music around that. Is that true? Yeah, I think she kind of got that mixed up. Oh, okay. It was actually <laughs> more, more, more so the opposite. Oh, okay. Uh, for, the most, for the most part, um, me personally, I, I'm a, a melody person first. Okay. So even if it's in a in a jam where nobody's heard what we're working on before at all, or if it's uh, a Jordan riff that he's been you know honing at his computer for a little bit, if we're all playing it, I, I generally sing gibberish um, <laughs> to try and kind of hammer out melodies first. Uh, I honestly kind of use vowel shapes in that too. Oh, I, okay. I feel like transitions and certain riffs and the way the music goes needs a certain vowel shape. So. I almost write lyrics, and not always, obviously. If there's right. a word that I want to say that doesn't rhyme with L or whatever, oh, gee, I'll, right. I'll use what I need. But right. but a lot of the time, um, I try and try and get down. And Jamie, who writes, uh, other guitar player, who writes a lot of the melodies um, and lyrics as well, yeah. um, oh, okay. I think is, is the same way. He might end up being a little more of a pen down some things and actually have something that I want to put um, than I am. But both of us, I think for the most part, kind of try and focus on 
uh, a really solid, good melody and then add lyrics after the fact. Okay. I swear it says specifically that lyrics are written first, and I thought that that was... Whoa. <laughs> Is that thunder? I can let down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to... I mean... Okay, I, we'll postpone going down to the waterfront right now, I think. <laughs> I said I'll postpone going oh, down okay. to the waterfront right. right now. Well, that's why I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you had to get off the phone because of <laughs> lightning or whatever it happened to be. <laughs> All right. Let uh, me, hopefully I'll be okay. Yeah, let me know <laughs> if anything comes up for sure. <laughs> sure. Right. If I stopped talking, I might have been struck by lightning. <laughs> I mean, what a conversation that would be if that happened. But oh, I'm certainly, right. you'd, ne- you'd never forget it. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I would certainly not want that to happen. So let's only <laughs> say that. But, all right, yeah, let me know if anything comes up. But that was very interesting when I read that because I was shocked because I don't think I've ever known a band, and maybe maybe you have in your travels around with different lyricists and, and different bands yourself. I don't know anyone that writes lyrics first and then writes the music around that. Right, I'm sure there's some people, and those are the people that just write anyway, you know. It's not necessarily just lyrics, but poems, and that kind of stuff, and... At that point, I think I read some at some point that Brandon Boyd is that type of person. Oh, did so it? I, I could see. Okay. Uh, I could see how somebody that just constantly has a notebook full of things might draw on that. But sure, uh, I I really only write when I have to. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so you're not you're not walking around with like your phone and doing memos or voice messaging yeah, or something, yeah, nothing like that. No. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, it's it's much more of a, a controlled. We've got this song. I want it to be about this. What can I? get across how can i convey my thoughts on that realm of things do you normally take inspiration from let's say when you're when you're doing a song like soft weapons is it because of the media that you normally read like basically social media but then also newspapers and tv shows you know like cnn and fox news is it stuff like that or do you have personal things that you kind of pull from more than that? sure i mean all, all all of those things come into play okay soft weapons in particular was when like i said we kind of wrote down these key major problems soft weapons was just straight up one that i had scribbled on the top of a piece of paper propaganda oh sure um both in the context of old Chinese World War II propaganda and, you know, CNN and Fox News and all that kind of stuff. But realistically, the fact that programmed society is pretty much propaganda, I think people kind of forgot what people are and everybody's just trying to keep up with the Joneses at this point. Sure. Uh, Literally in the, the grandest scheme of things, society is propaganda and everybody's kind of following along because they're supposed to. That's what they see. That's the the input that they're getting. Um, so that one again, it's kind of all all encompassing of of a lot of the the social media, the actual media, print media. Um, all of it is controlled and penned down by somebody that wants us to feel and think a certain way for some reason. Kind of trying to point a finger at that and being like. I see you. <laughs> yeah, right. I see you trying to tell me what to think. Absolutely. Do you kind of see yourself going into, not into politics, but do you find yourself kind of getting sucked in to all the things that are going on now in politics? Um, as far as the straight political racket of things, me, not really, because no. I think it's all a game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of have a, a broader view of that. I mean, politics is one of the problems, but I think that's a, a situational problem that's there because there's money and greed and people not caring about each other and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's more of a symptom than an actual problem. And again, I sure. think it's all such absolute bullshit anyway that I really don't waste a whole lot of time thinking about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough. No, I think you have the right way about it. it. It's very tough. I had a very long discussion on that with Garrett Russell from Silent Planet. Right, that yeah. <laughs> a very, very long conversation on that, which is great. I love, I love that. But it's also, it's refreshing to hear people that just want to step away from it as well because I feel like that's what I want to do most of the time when you talk about social media and everyone picking one side and everything from the other side is completely wrong it just gets extremely tiring and you never know where the right. actual truth is coming from you know you, you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that started it so that's what's great about the music that you're putting out is it really does have that message behind it of trying to illuminate the issues and not just kind of pushing them under the rug. 
right at this point. I don't think that we have any of the answers for anything at all, um, and certainly don't want to come across like that. I think somebody commented on a YouTube video that others were pretentious. Oh, really? Um, I'm definitely not trying to be pretentious or say this is what we should do. Sure. More so just trying to shine a light on the things that people not necessarily take for granted, but don't see, just assume it's the status quo because it is, and doesn't have to be that way. That's got to be extremely annoying, too. And I hope you don't read many of the comments on things because it's just, they're never positive. It's very rare that they're positive. I think on your social media, you do have a lot of very true fans that are really enjoying what you're doing. But in general, any band, I'm not sure why anyone would read the comments on anything. Well, I mean, we, we do we do a little bit. Uh, we try and not really get too butthurt by them. Sure. Um, especially from the, the first stuff when we came through, uh, everybody was kind of assuming that we were a Christian band because we were signed to Tooth and Nail, and there was a lot of kind of backlash and Reddit arguments, and we got an argument with Wikipedia about whether or not we were a Christian band. Right. Um, at some point, you just kind of have to say that, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, we're in the public eye. So No, very true. People and are going to say things, and they can kind of think what they want to think. And that was something I was going to ask, because if you look up how you guys have done on Billboard charts and things like that, you chart on the Christian Billboard charts, and yeah, mm-hmm. you're on tooth and nail, but I didn't really get that feeling that you would be the quote-unquote Christian band if you're members that have Christian tendencies, but I didn't really see that in the music itself. No, it's, yeah, I, I don't think any of us necessarily do. I mean, some of us might have grown up in the church and that kind of stuff, but at this point, I don't think that anybody really um, associates with any particular religion. Right. That makes sense. Well, I really enjoyed uh, Static Color as well off Passengers, where you kind of talk about organized religion and blind faith. Right. Uh, I always like... That's, uh, that's that's my favorite song on the record. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think it's mine as well, so very nice. Yeah, where did that kind of come about? Did any of that stream from being labeled a Christian band, or is it just one of the many problems that humanity faces in general? I want to say that it, it didn't, but there's there's a chance that it might have a little oh. bit. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think more so it came from the fact that religion throughout history has been used to control people mm-hmm. um, instead of actually enlightening anyone about anything, and not for everything, but a lot, a lot, a lot of kind of organized religions is much more about profiteering off people's need to believe and fit in and find out what their purpose is, and instead of, you know, diving in and finding out for themselves, like a lot of older cultures did, people go to church and decide that that's the truth, and also the kind of uh, religious aspect of someone believing something with such, you know intensity that they're unwilling to look at or accept any other viewpoint. Right. Luckily, lately, I've been having pretty good conversations with people where they've been very open-minded, and it's just a back-and-forth discussion over important topics like that. But then I'll turn the corner, and it'll be completely opposite, where it's just a, I have to shut you down, I don't want to hear anything that you're saying, and it's always going to be this way, black and white, that's it. Right. Right, which I think is a very unhealthy way of thinking about anything, you know, not just religion. Yeah, absolutely. The whole point is dialogue and context. Like, I think you need both yeah. in order to understand something, because, yeah, if you're just shutting off, then what's what's even the point? Like, you can just crawl in a corner and agree with yourself, I guess. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's no growth that comes from that, and it's, I don't, I don't think anybody knows everything, and the people that think they do scare the shit out of me. Yes, you're right on track with that, <laughs> that's for sure. Let me ask you this, and this is completely different than what we were just talking about, but when you're now doing the vocals for Passengers, are you going back and forth between some of the screams and the melodies, or is that Jamie that's kind of taking over the screaming? Um, as far as the screams on this record go, most of them were actually Jordan. Oh, they're, they're Jordan, kind of okay. Too, yeah, there's two bigger scream parts. Um, historically, Jeremiah, um, our keyboard player, has been the kind of screamer. Okay. Um, and he was ready to on this record, but we did all the screams the very last day, very late, I guess early in the morning, and he was asleep. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we got Jordan in the booth, um, and he did that. Uh, on the chorus of Paper Ruled All, there's mm-hmm. some, some screams that are that are me, but yeah, okay. again, dealing with my, my vocal module and that kind of stuff, I was right. trying to kind of air on the side of caution and and not 
do all that. But no, it's definitely fun to have Jordan's voice in there too. That's where I was a little confused because, yeah, I was so used to that as well. Like I heard the uh, audio tree sessions and I saw how you guys were working, but I wasn't sure for passengers since I haven't had a chance to see you guys live yet. So you'll be you'll be mostly focusing more on the clean vocals than anything on this tour. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Do you actually have a favorite? Do you miss being able to scream? Is that something that you would look forward to doing in the future if everything gets better? Uh, you know, I've never been a huge screamer. Okay. Um, I, more of just kind of like, I, I use it as an inflection. If a note breaks and it ends up screaming, then that's that's okay. And again, that was something that I kind of learned how to do. And at this point, uh, live, I'd probably do that much more than not just <laughs> because right. it's easier and I'm tired and screaming <laughs> is easier than hitting really high, clean notes. But sure, uh, there's, they'll, they'll definitely be... Some more screaming live on this tour than, than not. Okay, that makes sense then. It's always nice to see that transition between multiple people screaming or yourself being able to do the two-in-one. Hearing about what you're dealing with as well is going to affect that too. But I'm very impressed with your voice. I think it's great. I think a lot of people are very impressed with it. So as long as you can keep up that... Thank you I much, th- man. Oh, absolutely. I think you're one of the best vocalists out there right now. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the live stuff because I think that's also where you're going to shine too because it seems like you guys really enjoy being a live band as well. Did I read that wrong? Yeah, no, I I think all of us um, will always, always, always want to make sure if we can't play a song perfectly live, then we're not going to play it. Right. Uh, There's a lot of stuff off time and place that we ended up not doing live just because um, it was much, much more difficult, whether it be overlapping vocals or really intense guitar parts, something like that. Right. Uh, if we can't sound exactly the way we want to, but especially for me, this day and age, you see so many people, vocalists using backing tracks and or yes. auto-tune or that kind of stuff to, to get the song across. I've, I've always wanted to be a vocalist that sounded like I did on the record because that's just me instead of needing something else to augment that. Yeah. No, and I think that's the right way to go. I was having that conversation recently, too. The whole backing vocals thing is kind of scary to me because that is not why I go see a live show. If I'm going to, why not just listen to the album if it's going to be that? Right. I want to hear that great voice live and really see how it comes across in that kind of intimate setting. For sure. I mean, and that's like when when you do hear that and when you get to be a part of it, that's when you get like the the chills and the the music orgasm or whatever that comes across. It's not because. People are doing cartwheels while somehow singing. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, let me ask you that on the same touring vein there. Do you have any band that's ever really like pulled that off for you? Is there anyone, any one concert that you will always remember because you kind of had that like ear orgasm kind of thing where you're just like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. Oh, man. As far as bigger bands, I mean, the, the stuff that I often end up seeing is stuff that you know, again, we're going to Bright Light Social Hour tonight. I yeah. would assume they're all going to sound fantastic and their harmonies will all be on point. Very nice. Uh, a band that we toured with that always did that was um, Adola. Oh, sure. uh, uh Andrew is an absolutely incredible vocalist, and even, even when he's sick, he always made sure to be completely on point. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's just a side thing that I like to ask from time to time. I think we might be all set. I can let you get to. Uh, I can let you get to the show. Hopefully, as long as the rain hasn't or the thunder and lightning hasn't stopped. It, it hasn't. It hasn't hit yet. Right? Okay. Well, that's good. Well, let me just once again say I'm very, very excited for everyone to hear "Passengers." Like I said, I got a chance to uh, to take a listen, and it is great. I'm really looking Thanks, forward man. to it as well. Absolutely. So. We're really stoked, too. I hope people can uh, kind of take the time and, and dig in because it's much more than just a, a surface record. Yeah. There's a, a lot kind of hidden in between everything, and we we did that on purpose. So it's like one of those 3D books. you got to cross your eyes and look really hard. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I got to listen to it like one time through. So I'm looking forward to taking multiple looks at it, just like you said, because I think that's the way right. to go, especially with something as layered as this album is. So once again, thank you very much. And I wanted to ask you before you go, because I'm going to have links in the descriptions for everything, what's the best way for people to support you right now? Uh, buy the record in the first week. Pre- okay. Pre-order it or buy the record in the first week. Yeah, that's 
like we were talking about before. That's unfortunately where all of our, our big numbers come from, and that will decide what tours we get for the rest of the year. Right, and then while you're out with I the Mighty, make sure to stop by and get some merch as well, right? Yes, absolutely. We've got a bunch of cool stuff this time. Very nice. Okay, dad well, hats. We've got dad hats. Do you have? To... <laughs> Can you Apparently describe that? Thing. Can you describe that for everyone first, real quick? I mean, dad hats are baseball hats that your dad would wear. <laughs> <laughs> does it say? Well, that's like what I, I was saying. Does it say dad on it? Does it say dad hat? No, uh, oh, no. Okay. It just says Artex Pareo <laughs> passengers on it. But like I said, it looks, it looks like a a dad hat. Gotcha. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Well. Once again, Lucas, thank you very much for being on the show. Much appreciated, and good luck with everything yeah, in the pleasure, future. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so again. much. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Lucas. I learned some things that I definitely didn't know before, so I hope you did as well. Once again, Lucas is a great vocalist, and you can really hear him shine on Passengers. So make sure, just like he mentioned, it's the first week sales are so important, so make sure right now you can go to Artifex Pareo. It's spelled A-R-T-I-F-E-X-P-E-R-E-O. You can go to artifexpareo.merchnow.com, and they have a bunch of bundles and everything so you can pre-order or just make sure you pick up passengers on Friday, September 9th. A big thank you to Lucas for coming on the show. I wanted to make sure I got a chance to talk to him, especially since I've been a fan for such a long time, and this album is really, really good. I'm sure we'll have him on the show again in the future because there's so much more that we could definitely talk about. There's no doubt about that. But just make sure, once again, pick up Passengers. This is their sophomore album on Tooth & Nail. So let me thank Lucas again for being on the show. Much appreciated. And then also Jerry Graham. Once again, thank you very much for setting this all up. Jerry Graham Publicity. Also, besides supporting Lucas and Artifacts Pareo, you can also support Ian Hates Music. And you can do that by rating, subscribing, and sharing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, whatever your favorite podcast listening app tends to be. You can go ahead and interact with me on Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, on Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, And then you can also go ahead and email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Plus, there's the website, www.ianhates.com, where you can go ahead and stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Music as well as Ian Hates Movies. I will have all of the links for Artifacts Pareo in the description. So once again, make sure you support them. And lastly, thank you everyone for listening. So we're going to end the show with Soft Weapons off of Passengers. Hope you all enjoy it, and I'll leave you like I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.